authorized national identity cards. We did not authorize the eye of Big Brother to peer through cameras throughout our cities. We did not authorize an eye for an eye. We did not authorize this administration to wage war anytime, anywhere, anyhow it pleases. We did not authorize war without end. We did not authorize. 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 Is it Friday yet? <laughs> Welcome to another week inside the hideout. You know, it's so crazy when it feels like you didn't even have a weekend. Let's do this damn thing anyway. Uh, welcome into it. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. And we are here for you until 1 o'clock in the morning, Monday through Friday. We are your late night brothers, so uh, let's participate. Uh, you can do that via the phone. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. Also, too, you can go to RadioHideout.com. We also use the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger, which is JFK Hideout. So uh, you can send us an email, jfkhideout at aol.com, or you can uh, send us a little IM there and participate that way if didn't, you prefer. Didn't my sister email you there? Your sister, in fact, did email me. Yeah. And I don't think I'll be able to bring it up, but it said something where she... She, she uh, called me a renob. A renob, which yeah. spells something backwards. Yeah. What's that about? I don't know. It, it was always her little put-down in high school. A renop. Yeah. Because she didn't want to say what it actually spells out, right? Or, I don't know, or some, maybe she is her way of saying retard, but, you know, being a little quirky with it, and I don't understand it. How is your sister? That? What does she look like? Me with long hair and uh, <laughs> a little bit heavier and shorter. That's beautiful. How yeah. many how many kids she have? One. When did she have the that? Kid one? already weighs about as much as me too. How old? Uh five. Are you Uncle Dubs? I guess so. Do you do that kind of stuff? Do you like send them birthday gifts and that kind of stuff? I do Christmas. I don't do birthday. I I'll send my little brother birthday gifts, but I don't have the money to send. Them. And that fat ass already has enough stuff. I, if I send her anything, it's going to be a treadmill. You're, you're or maybe sister? a no, the uh, the kid. The kid? The kid. Now, tell us a quick story about you. we got to play our, our game, Whose Weekend Was It? But tell us a quick story about your sister and how she got hooked up. My sister got hooked up over the Internet. Uh, she was a senior in high school. Was I, it eHarmony? No. Oh. No. I don't know where it was. Uh, she was in a chat room. It was a chat room hookup. And she was a senior in high school, and she was a teacher's aide for a math class. I was a sophomore at the time. And uh, she was chatting with, actually, she hooked up with quite a few people over the internet, at least date-wise. I don't know how many she had sex with. I know a few, for for sure. But uh, she hooked up with a, a few people over the internet. And um, then finally met this one guy who lived all the way in Massachusetts. We lived in Michigan. Mm -hmm. So out of nowhere, this, this kid and uh, his friend, come out from Massachusetts, my mom or me don't know anything about it, show up on our doorstep, and they lived with us for like two months. So it was the dude and his friend that the came out? The dude and his friend. Now, what does your mom say at this point? Did she look at your sister and smack her or what? No, my mom was such a pushover. She's like, all right, just for a few weeks, and after that, you know, either they have to go home 
or they have to find a new place to live out here. Now, she was going to allow this guy that your sister met via the Internet to stay at the house. She wasn't going to ask or say, hey, you can't live in sin in my house. you got to get married. My mom's a janitor. Sin's her middle name. But, like, I swear to God, like five minutes after they show up, the door in the bedroom closes. They're rocking it. I swear, five minutes later, BJ was over at the same time. My cousin bike here is BJ. Yeah. He was over at the same time, and we just looked at each other, and we were like, Jesus Christ. And this guy, all right, my sister is about, uh, I would say, 5'11". Oh, she's a big girl. Yeah, 200 and probably 205, 210 pounds. Now, ironically, that's what I wish I was. I wish that I was 5'11", 205. But guys carry that a lot better than girls. That's do. a great baseball weight. This guy, bigger than Matt Albert. No way. Bigger. Now, Matt Albert is our black virgin 19-year-old friend who is yeah. six foot three, 497 pounds. And his name's Jed. <laughs> All right, now you're just making this up. No. Now you just... I'm not making it up for one second. I couldn't make this story up. Now you're just schooling with I me. I couldn't make this up. I swear to God, everything is true. What did the friend look like? I just want to know what these two ass clones were when they're walking up to your to your house. The the friend looked like Pinfield. Uh, oh, Matt Pinfield from uh, uh, MTV? MTV? Yeah. Oh, these were winners. Actually, Jed and his friend, who, uh, well, what did we call him? Uh, Meatball. Jed and Meatball... They were actually pretty cool guys. Well, I'm still sure. are, and still are pretty cool guys. I mean, they they're big Manson fans. They're all into the same stuff we are, and they were 21 at the time, so they were buying for me. So, oh wait a second. So you still keep in touch with these cats, or what? Jed, because he's married to my sister. Oh, they're still together. They're still together. So it was he Harmony. Yeah, they're. I guess they almost broke up once. They almost uh, split it off, but they decided to keep it together. Fight over seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a comeback for that. That's all right. I that was just, good. Let's bask in me being funny for once. Yeah. Um, so, but they almost broke up once. Why? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, my sister was working for his mom. His mom owned a couple stores, like like some antique types. Not antique, but like you know, like those artsy type stores. And she uh, managed one of those for a little bit, and they didn't get along at all. So. When did she finally? When did they move out? They moved out, like, two months after uh, her senior year was over at high school. Oh, so she was still in high school. Yeah. yeah. Okay, wait a second. Now I'm starting to grasp, like, the whole picture. All right, because I was just focused on how fat your sister was and how fat that guy was. But your sister's 18, year old, 18 years old, senior in high school at Fowlerville, Michigan. Yeah. She meets this 21-year-old dude. I think the, he was 20 at the time. On the Internet. Yeah. From Massachusetts. So he's 20 and drives to Fowlerville. No, to, no, no, not drive. Took a Greyhound. <laughs> You're so lying. I swear to God. So he took a Greyhound from Massachusetts yeah. to Fowlerville, Michigan. Yeah. To meet your sister who was still in high school at the time. Yes. And had the cajones to say, can I move in with you yes. until we figure I, out something? You know what? I really doubt that he asked that. I guarantee my sister offered it. Oh, she said, if you come out here, we can put you up in the whole thing? Yeah. Is there any way we can get them on the phone? No. Why not? There's no way. 
She e- wait a second. She emailed JFK Hideout at AOL.com. That make that makes her a public figure. That means we can call her on the air. For one, she would be not too happy about the story being out on the air. And you know, so I I want, about, I want the story to progress. How about we just call her and say it's a Father's Day thing and we chat with her. Let me think of some better way to do it. I want to and, do it now. No, no, we'll we'll figure it out and I'm, I'll have it elaborately done. I'd rather do it now. No, I'm not doing it now. Why you're, not? You aren't doing it now. I, right. I, I put the foot down right there. Who wants to hear from Doug? It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't give a goddamn what these people say. 866-277-4969. Who wants to hear from Dubs's sister? We called your mom in the middle of the night one night, and that went very well. Yeah, it's, it did. It went terrific. She was. Didn't, didn't she say something to you the next day? She thanked you for being on the radio in Washington, D.C.? No, she said I was an a-hole. And you were, too. I want to chat with your sister, because here's the thing. I want to chat with her and see if, like, she's got a sexy voice. <laughs> she doesn't. Because you know what the rule is in radio. You know, if yeah, sexy voice means uh, not so sexy body. Yeah, that she's got to be disgusting. See, this is the reason I like the Internet. I like the Internet because you can meet people, but, but because you're two fat people are getting together, maybe we should ban it. Who needs the Internet anymore after All right, that, actually? And, and when they moved out, when they decided to move uh, out, they moved to a house right down the road and had that for about six months, maybe a little bit longer. I think they were, yeah, they were still around when I graduated high school. So they were around for a little bit, like almost uh, a little over a year. So this guy was your brother-in-law. He still is, yeah. Okay, he still is. Would he buy, he, you said he bought you beer and stuff? Well, yeah, he'd buy beer for whenever we wanted to. He'd go out to parties, party with us. He'd go to the strip club with me. Now, I've never had a brother-in-law or a sister-in-law or anything like that. Is it one of those things, like, whenever you, uh, you're you hanging out with them, do, do you feel comfortable, like, about them talking about banging other chicks and stuff, even though they're married to your uh, your sister? Oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm way more comfortable with them talking about that than talking about doing anything with my sister i'd much rather have that did he ever bring anything up no never i mean, size smell nothing. no no i can imagine that's all i need to know <laughs> have, you, have you ever done this God. have you ever walked into the bathroom after a girl was in there and just wonder what the hell happened yeah well i i don't know how graphic i can get but my my family my, the girls in my family didn't go normally <laughs> They would be like okay. they'd be like rabbit. Okay, I got you. Yeah, it'd be like rabbits were in there. Mm-hmm. And that's what it looked like. But that's actually what most most chicks are like that though. And I don't I don't know if you ever knew this. Really, really, really big rabbits. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to go there. Like if like if the Easter Bunny was real. All right. I think we got the size. I think we got the picture. But have you ever noticed that they're, the chicks just like, I, they never go. I mean, they're never, you just, even when I was married, my, my chick, and she was good about that, just never, never went or hit it extremely well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like chicks going to go like once in like a week. My family didn't hide it. They left the door open. <laughs> you want to know about me? You want to get down deep. This is the most I've ever learned about your family. Let's right, call no, your sister. No. And let's get let's continue with the story, all right? So they decided to move to Massachusetts after uh after they uh after she got pregnant. Like a week after they found out she got pregnant, they're like, Okay, we're moving to Massachusetts. So they head out 
and get married out there. I go out there for the wedding, and this is your sister, for those of you just not yeah. tuning in. And, well, for one, she already had a kid by the time they got married, and it was fat from then. <laughs> how, how old was she when she had the kid? Do you think she, she got 19. it? So do you think she got pregnant that very first visit that they showed up from the, on the doorstep? No, because she was out there for, you know what? She might have been 17 when they met. I'm thinking she was 17 when he first came out. Now, did he come out in the fall or the uh, the spring? Uh, I think winter. And she, her uh, her her uh, birthday is in the spring. Wow! So he he came out. I couldn't imagine. First of all, let's say you do meet somebody on the internet. Yeah. That is willing to have sex with you. Yeah. The likelihood of them being in the same area you is very remote. So then you have to go through the the decision. Okay, I'm gonna drive. Or take a bus, or like Punani did, fly to Dallas to have sex with this person. Then you think of the fact that you're 20, and she's 17 and still a senior in high school. Yeah. And well, your mom lets her move in. Yeah, my mom lets him and his friend move in. That is a crazy thing. Did they get a job it. at Fowlerville Farms? No. Or a big cheese pizza like uh, you? Jed never got a job while he was out in, uh, in Michigan. Um, Meatball moved back like four months after, so he lived with us for about four months. And uh, you think Meatball hooked up with your mom? Probably. Probably old mullet Joe. Actually, me, Meatball, uh, Jed, and Mullet Joe would all smoke pot together out in the barn. <laughs> you guys are the crew. And Mullet Joe was the guy that was banging your mom. Yeah, Mullet Joe is the guy banging my mom. She and he was. Much younger than my mom, probably 10 years younger than my mom. Do you have a photo album? I don't have one, so I have to grab... I have, when I go home again, I have to grab a lot of pictures. This is what I want to do, J-Dubs. I want you to grab one of these, we'll scan it, we'll black out the eyes, but we have to post your family on RadioHideout.com. Let's find a different path to put it at, because my sister does go check there. So we'll fi we'll figure something out definitely. Skankshift.com? Yeah, skankshift.com is great. And we'll just put this we'll put the secretive link so your sister can't figure it out. Yeah. And uh, so they're out in Massachusetts. They get married. The whole thing. They, they get married. The whole thing. She already has the kid when they're getting married. Yep. And bastard child, fat bastard child. It's a, it's a girl. Okay. And they come back right before I move out here. They move back to Michigan. Probably two months before I moved back here. Now, I haven't seen this kid since that wedding. And it was already a pretty chunky baby back then. You knew it was going to be. This kid is the biggest terror in the world. She is probably about three feet tall. She's already a hundred and some pounds. How old? Five years old. Oh, my God. That's such child abuse. Yeah. Like, seriously, and, they could call. And is completely just the good thing about her she's very energetic and runs around all the time the bad thing about her like she'll run around over at my grandpa's house and my grandpa he's been going through the cancer treatment and all this kind of stuff he don't have any of it so anytime she runs right next to him right out of the back of the head <laughs> there's nothing funnier than seeing a 75 year old guy sitting there watching the great outdoors a little girl runs right by him Right out of the back of her head. <laughs> Did she fall to the ground? No, like he doesn't hit her that hard, but he gives her a good swat on the back of the head and tell her to calm down. 
I imagine a creepy old grandfather like from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. My grandpa is the coolest guy you'd ever meet. And now he's the one you say you get your sense of humor from, right? I, I don't know if I get my sense of humor from him because we don't have the same sense of humor, but I definitely get my feel for... I want to talk to a member of your family right now. Can't. Why are you so afraid? I don't want to talk to my family. Why is it? Just tell me why. Don't... I, I don't want to talk to my family off the air, let alone on the air. I never... I... So you don't think that it would be... Because here it is. This is the way it breaks down on radio a lot of times. A lot of times when people get on the air and they're behind the mic, they feel a lot more freer to say stuff. You, you are the same on and off. You can't have a conversation off the air, and you don't feel like you could do it as a radio bit and play it off that way, just so that we could talk to your you. You know what? If it was earlier in the day, I could explain it to him more. But I'm, I can't. I, it's they don't have jobs. They're not doing anything tomorrow. They all have jobs. Who does? Meatball. Meatball doesn't. I don't even know Meatball's number. Jed has a job. What is Jed doing now? Jed does some kind of uh, computer stuff. Really? Well, of yeah. course. That's where he met the love of his life. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a whiz on that. And uh, your sister? Um, my sister works at a bank. Really? Yeah. How big is she? 5'11", 205? Yeah, about that. Your mom, what is she? How, mu how much does she weigh? She's probably uh, 211, I mean, 5'11", um, and uh, 150. She got big boobs? Yeah. Is she got a little waist? I don't know. I don't look at her waist that much. Not really. She has pretty, uh, pretty large boned hips. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, like a guitar. Yeah. yeah. Like she's, actually, she's a guitar with boobs. No, actually, she's not as bad as me with the guitar. Bigger boobs. Huge. Insane. Is that where you get your puffy nipples? Yeah. Did you ever see your mom naked when you were growing up? Yeah, I've seen both my mom and my sister. It's pretty disturbing. Because these, these bastards, and this is a part of the reason why I'm so messed up today, they would walk out of the bathroom totally naked, just walk through the living room. I'm just laying there. I'll be laying there on the ground. They'll step over me. Oh, Jesus. And so you're seeing everything. And God forbid what time of the month it is. See like a mouse. <sighs> oh man! <sighs> I've actually punched my sister in the face before. How'd that happen? I want to hear everything. About, I don't know if anyone else is fascinated. No one ever learns anything about Dubs, and for some reason, he's in a mood tonight where he's talented. So I'm just gonna shut up. You keep going. Why did you punch your sister? Well, me and my sister used to have a lot of fights, and actually, she had a lot of fights with Mullet Joe, and the cops got called a few times. We were the, the you know, the stereotypical redneck family getting in fights, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, I, I mean, my sister, I would never hit her back, but one time she just pissed me off. She used to grab my hair, you know, just, I would never fight her back just one time. I didn't do it that hard, but just right on the chin. Did she fall down? No, but she ran away. You tell her? What did you tell her? That's what you deserve? Yeah. And actually, she I don't think that time she deserved it. I don't think she was pulling my hair that time. I just think I just had enough of her saying something. And you just whacked her? Yeah, because, trust me, I got my beatings from that girl, and I never fought back. Is it so? Do you ever hit a woman? Is that the only time you ever hit a woman? Yeah, that's the only time I've ever hit a woman. I think it's okay to hit your sister. Yeah. I mean, they tell you not to hit women, and I truly believe that. You don't hit I, women. I was 18. But... <laughs> Really? No, no. <laughs> Wasn't that old? Though. I think I was like. Uh, and she was I think pregnant. I, was, I think I was 14. 
And you laid her out, huh? I, I didn't hit her that hard. Seriously, by I, you know, if you hit someone in the face just hard enough to make them know it's there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's what happened. Yeah. She just knew it was there, huh? Now I always wondered about that too. Like you, your mom and your sister would walk around naked. I remember just like once or twice having my mom like walk around naked in the morning when we we're getting ready for school, and I'm so scarred now. Because I remember it vividly. I'm so scarred now to, from when I watch porn that see chicks that are somewhat resemble what my mom looked like. I can't even, you know, I can't even go there. Yeah, I mean, like I, you, did, you, I didn't find it odd at first. I didn't find it odd until I was probably about 12 or 13. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Because I never walked around naked. Never. I, no matter, even though I had my sister and my mom walking around with, Fur flying, I I never felt the urge to be showing myself to anybody, especially my family. Was it unkept? Oh God, yeah. And how old was your mom at the time? Was it gray? was it gray? No, no, she's still not gray. Really? Yeah. Sexy. <laughs> it's sexy beast. And your sister, she blonde. Oh God, I, is I, she a blonde? I just had a, another memory. All right, go oh, ahead. Sorry. Uh, my after my mom and dad got divorced. My uh, my great grandma, I mean, no, my grandma, uh, my dad's mother mm-hmm. was living with us, and she continued living with us even after my dad was gone, which was kind of weird, you know. Mm-hmm. We used to have like uh, this really old shower downstairs with no curtain on it, no curtain at all. And I walked down there one time, and it's the most disgusting shower. I don't know why anybody would shower down there, and I saw my grandma completely naked. And she has red hair. It was the freakiest thing, and that's probably the most scarring thing I've ever seen with my two eyes. So your grandmother is a natural redhead. Yeah. And she was still a redhead at the time. You know what? I think she, I think she faked both of them. I, think, I, I honestly think she did. What kind of a whack-out family do you live with? I don't live with them anymore. Now, can you even do that, though? Can you die down there? I'm sure you can. I'm sure it has to... And uh, it has oddly, better kept than my sister and my mom. How old was your grandmother? My grandmother at the time, she was fairly young. She was in her 60s. Early 60s, maybe 50s. So was she a teenager when she had your mom? No, that was, that was my dad's mom. Oh, okay. Okay. And I believe she was. That's so cool. And uh, let me tell you about that side of the family for a second. Sure. My dad is actually really normal. I'll, when I get, grab pictures, I'll show you my dad. But the rest of his family, they still live in Kentucky. The first time I smoked weed was with my aunt, who sold it. She used to sell it out of her trailer. I don't know if she still does. I haven't talked to her in a long time. But uh, right before I moved out here, I was work, still working a big cheese pizza, and I see my two aunts walk into the uh, into the pizza place, just yelling, "Where's my Where's my nephew? Where's my nephew?" My one aunt looks kind of normal. Okay. My other aunt, bleach blonde hair, cut off shirt, prison tattoos down both arms. I gotta get pictures of all of this for you. I don't know if I have pictures of that aunt. Why is that not on RadioHideout.com? I don't know if I have pictures of that, Ann. I want all of this, and I want all these people on the show tomorrow. (laughs) 
That's what I'm looking for. I don't even have those aunt's numbers anymore. So I, I'd have to call some people and figure those out. Can we talk to your sister tomorrow? I'll try. Now, here's the, here's the game. I want to see how good of an interviewer that I am that I can get the exact same stories out of her. Yeah, that's fine. So just tell her we want to come on. We want to talk about family stuff. Well, we're going to get to know Dubs' family. That's all I'll say. Okay, and then we'll see how much of this she admits to. Yeah. I'll ask, and, then, and it almost would be fun to see... If she lies about how she met her uh, her boyfriend, I guarantee she won't lie about that. Do you think there is anything that she will lie about? Any anytime that she does lie, I'll correct her right away. Okay, I'll call her out on it. All right, but I, I don't want to wake him up over it. You know, that's a bad situation. Okay. Well, again, I don't think they have jobs, but whatever. So here's what we'll do: Can we schedule this for the first break tomorrow? Can we try at least? Yeah, we can try. We, uh, and that, that way, the I, early... that would that, be the best time to do it anyway. The earlier, the better? Yeah, the earlier is definitely the better. And we can call your sister. And I want to ask her about her walking around nude, like w stepping over you while nude. Well, how many flaps do you think there were? <laughs> Folds, if you will. And where were they, where were they placed? Uh, everywhere. Did she have stretch marks on, like, her upper back? You know what? Oddly enough, she was always fat, so the skin wasn't ever stretched. So I think we were pretty good on that area. <laughs> That's what you like, a tight-skinned fat chick. Yeah. That's what you're always hoping for. <laughs> Let's take a break. Let's come back. We'll play Whose Weekend Was It? We meant to do that this break, but goddamn, when Dubs is opening up, you have to let it go. I got to see. I, cause I'll be honest. I, for the most part, the majority of this is stuff that I've never heard before. I still, I told you last week, we were talking about your family, you and I off the air. I was like, God damn, Dubs, I don't know you. And if I don't know you, the listeners don't know you. And if they don't know you, they don't care about you. Now it's like you've made a ton of new friends tonight. Yeah. Everyone knows J-Dubs. Everybody feels better than me. I, I appreciate that. Everybody feels above me. Hey, the first question, whose weekend was it? We'll play this. we got a whole bunch of prize packs to give away to you. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. And whose weekend was it? That's where we recap our weekend. And uh, it's a little game. You can win prizes uh, for listening uh, to us play our game. Here it goes like this. Over the weekend, this hideout member had a three-minute conversation with his father. Whose weekend was it? We take a quick break. We come back. We play Whose Weekend Was It? You win prizes. It's very easy. The Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Want to call the Hideout? Call the Hideout. Want to yell at us? Want to yell at the people yelling at us? All I want is a number. That should be goddamn good enough for you. Now give me a number, okay? Yeah, I'm sick of Give me a number. I'll kill you. You want that? Call the Hideout. At 866 277 4969. You're killing me! 866 277 Now's your chance to win prizes from the hideout. A number of stuff available to you by dialing 866-277-4969 as we play our weekend recap game titled, Whose Weekend Was It? 
Um, we just heard from Dubs in the last segment. I'm looking forward to this. Dubs just told us pretty much his whole family story. I haven't even broke the surface yet. All right, now I'm thinking. I don't think I don't have. I don't have anything nearly as that juicy as what you just said in the last segment. And we're hoping tomorrow during the first break to get your sister on the phone. Yeah. And see if I can pull the same things out of her as an interviewer. I'm looking forward to this, J Dubs. Thank you for that opportunity. Don't let me down. Nah, I'm not going to guarantee anything, but I'll do my best. I promise that. Again, for whose weekend was it? Eight six six two seven seven forty nine. 69. Also go to the website, RadioHideout.com. Remind me at the end of the break, Bateman, to make an announcement about our Hideout video game tournament. All right? We need to do that. And also, too, there was another announcement I wanted to make, but I'm going to have to hold on to it. So here we go. Uh, Bateman, you ready to play whose weekend was it as you are going to be the host this weekend? Excellent. All right, here we go. God damn it, wrong one. Whose weekend was it? Hey. 866-277-4969-866-277-4969. All right, Jimmy, thank you so much for holding through the break. you got to get two out of three correct to be, a, to be a winner and pick up a prize. Uh, here we go. Whose weekend was it hosted by Tommy Bateman? Over the weekend, this hideout member had a three-minute conversation with his father. Was it Hefe? Was it Dubs? Was it Bateman? Um, Hefe did it. That is correct. You are uh, one step closer. It is so uncomfortable, Dubs, talking to my father. Yeah. I called him. Dysfunctional Dubs. Yeah, it's dysfunctional Dubs, and my stuff is about the same. I call my dad, and it was seriously, hey, how's your job? How's my job? And then he asked me, are you full-time yet? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, for about two months. Thanks for keeping up. Radiohideout.com. And uh, happy Father's Day. I didn't send you anything. I'm not making any money because I'm still part-time. That was my whole thing. And I'm the same way, Dubs. I don't send family anything. No. Mother's Day, Father's Day. I rarely do. I talked to my dad this weekend. Actually, surprisingly, me and my dad have a great relationship now, even though we didn't have any relationship when I was a kid. You did talk to him? Yeah, I talked to him. I talked to him uh, uh, yesterday and today. Good for you, bro. What about you, Bateman? Did you talk to your dad? No. Yeah, we're really dysfunctional on the hideout. Jimmy, you, however, are one step closer to being a winner. Here we go. Again, another round of whose weekend was it? Over the weekend, this hideout member was forced to buy junk food because other hideout members kept taunting him about how good it would taste. Was it Hefe? Was it Dubs? Was it Bateman? Who wanted the junk food and who got teased? Okay, is it both? Hmm. Well, who who was it? It's just one person. Who bought the junk food? I think I think Bateman bought some junk food. That's the one who wanted it. Congratulations, Jay, Jimmy. <laughs> you're a winner. Hold on a second. We'll get all of your information. Look at that. That easy. 866-277-4969. Uh, this was great because we went out to eat on Saturday night, the three of us, and we started talking about how great the brownies look. Well, we saw Bateman eyeing the brownies right when he walked in, so we uh, decided, you know, to to work him for it. And what ended up happening? You didn't get anything, did you? No, I waited till after you guys uh, were out of my presence before I went on my binge of. Now you were the. Did you go back to Fuddruckers? No, it was uh, closed. You're in the best shape out of anybody on this show. Why do you deny yourself food like that? Because, well, lately, the past three weeks, I've just been eating nonstop garbage, and uh, it's starting to catch up with me. Yeah, then, sure. Shut up. I hate that. Don't you hate when the skinny, yeah. ch- skinny chicks are like, I'm so fat? Yeah. Practically no model. 
All right, here we go. Cameron's going to fire me if I lose my waist. Shut up. I hope he fires you anyway <laughs> from lacking a booking guest. I'm sure it's coming. Big Black, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, I'm on the air. Yeah, you're on yeah, the air. Yeah, you're on the Come on, man. All right, let's play the game. Whose weekend was it? You ready? Got to get two out of three. It's between me, Dubs, and Bateman. Who did it this weekend? Go ahead, Bateman. All right, Black Guy, whatever your name is. Over the weekend, this hideout member spent $1,700 on a new computer system. I know that already. Who's that? J-Dubs. No. I'm sorry, that was not J-Dubs, but you still get another go-round. That was actually me. I bought the HP Media Center, and it is maybe the greatest computer on Earth uh, this week. But it has everything. It's got like a DVR, like a TiVo kind of thing. It's got 160 gigs. I haven't even begun to uh, scratch the surface on this. You figured out how to put it together? I, I did, actually. I told you it was easy. I, I, I'm having trouble putting ours back together. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a matter you just plug stuff in and make it really easy for you. I was kind of surprised, to be perfectly honest. You still get another chance, though. Here we go, Big Black. Uh, let's play Whose Weekend Was It? Over the weekend, this hideout member made his friends move him from the ghettos of Alexandria to Falls Church. Was it Hefe? Was it Dubs? Was it Bateman? That is J-Dubs. And Dubs? Yeah. You're welcome. I thanked you guys, didn't I? Yeah, you did, but okay. I, wa I wanted to say it on the air. Just show how good of friends we are that we actually helped you move. I, did, I appreciate it a lot. I did have one complaint, and I told this to Bateman. I was kind of pissed when we went back to your original place in Alexandria that everything was in shambles and that we kind of had to pick up and help put stuff away. Didn't I tell you that when uh, we were riding back? I'm like, Hefe's so pissed right I, I was, now. I was trying to keep a lid on everything, but Hefe, I would walk with Hefe down the hill, and he'd be like, Goddamn, dogs, this stuff should be all packed up, and this, this glass should be have pillows and, like, Blankets over it, and I'm like, oh, I mean, you know, he's moving. Just, just relax. We'll get it all done. And then, then with Dubs, he's like, I bet Heffy's really pissed right now. <laughs> I was livid because here's the thing. Hold on for a second, Big Black. Yeah. When you, when you were having people move you, you as a courtesy say, hey, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have everything broken down, and all you basically got to do is come in and move it from point A to point B, uh, being the truck, and then from the truck into the new place. So you have. Uh, glass taken off and wrapped up. You have entertainment centers broken down and ready well, to go. Well, entertainment center wasn't broken down. I'm talking about like we had to unplug wires and, and wait and then unplug computers. It's not that big a deal. At the time, it irked me. I got over it. You know how I get. I'm always yeah. looking for something to be bitchy about. Yeah, just, well, you, you know that's the way I am. I know that's where you are. Uh, and the other funny thing, he's like. When I moved, my wife had food ready and everything, and people were spending the night. This bitch isn't even going to feed us, I can tell. And then you did. I, I planned out the whole time. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and I felt bad later. Again, you know that I have to I have to have stuff to bitch about. Hold on. I told you right when we started I was going to feed you guys. Yeah, but this was actually before, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah this was before. before I found out you were going to feed you. I hadn't even talked to you yet. How did you know I was going to feed you guys? <laughs> you, you know why? Because we were sitting outside your new apartment for 45 minutes. <laughs> it like, wasn't my fault. That guy was showing an apartment. I couldn't get in there. Again, I'm just saying a little courtesy would be nice. Big Black, I hope you're a winner. Here we go. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. You know you know how everything's cool, right? Yeah. You just know that's the way I am. That I'm going to bitch about everything. Does this piss you off at all? Yeah, it pisses me off. Why? Because I, I wouldn't bitch about moving you at all, even if your place was in shambles. And you know how busy of a week I had beforehand. I didn't have a whole lot of time. Dubs, all I see you doing is sleeping 
and wandering around with a stopwatch pretending to be busy. Yes, Oddball. Are you flowing heavy today? Yeah, I know. God, you, I mean, you, 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 you're riding that crimson. What about me? You sound like a girl. You get out of here. <laughs> How dare you treat the host that way? La jefe. <laughs> La jefa, that's what it would be, actually. All right, here we go. Whose weekend was it? Uh, trying to win prizes from the hideout. Over the weekend, this hideout member didn't lift a goddamn heavy thing during the Dubs moving party. Who was it? Was it Hefe? Was it Dubs? Was it Bateman? Big Black? Uh, yeah, I'm here, man. I'm so I'm so ironing over because last week I heard you talking about that story about how you were sitting waiting for that damn cable dude to hook up your computer. I should have got that first question right. Um, that was it's incorporated, right? Yes, who was it? Who was it? Was it... Uh... Right, telling the black man to speed along, right? No. <laughs> All right, um, let's say... I'm going to say, um... Bateman. Yes, congratulations. You. you are a winner, and you pick up on some prizes. Who wrote this question? And here's the situation. Make sure we get Big Black's info. Again, if you want to play. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. And I am surprised you were pissed at me when, Hefe, when, I, when Bateman wasn't lifting anything. You know what it is, though? I give Bateman so much crap all the time that I didn't want to pile on Yeah. until now. Yeah. You did nothing. You stood there. He was the door opener. He was the, exactly. He was the doorstop. He was the guy. We would be lifting the couches. We would be getting that, that TV. big screen TV. And Bateman was the guy who would stand to the side and put like two fingers yeah. on it yeah. to make it look like he was helping. And you know what the other thing that you were doing was? I don't want you to defend yourself. The whole time I had to stand there while he bitched and he stared at his phone and kept opening and closing it, waiting for a hot chick to call. Or waiting for someone to call and say, hey, i got to get out of here. No, I don't even know. I don't even think it was that. You, you, you don't think he was looking for an out the whole time? He was like, God damn, I wish a hot chick would call me. <laughs> and it, We all do. And I swear to Christ, it, it was moping. He, he'd, look, he'd open up the phone. <laughs> yeah, like just to, just to see if he missed anything. And he's looking at it. Then Ring. He, then he closes it real hard. Ring. God damn it. No one ever calls me. I don't know. Some of that stuff I was listening was pretty heavy. There was that one lamp. It was like 12 pounds. Just stop it. You're not even funny. Might have been like 13 pounds. Uh, Darlene, you're in the hideout? It's Garlene. <laughs> Jesus, who's back there? All right, it's Garlene. Okay, I'm sorry, baby. Oh, we got Rico. Oh, Darlene, you know. Eh, it's all the same. Here we go, baby. Whose weekend was it winning prizes it's from the hideout? Darlene. Go ahead, go, it's like <laughs> go ahead, uh, Bateman. Over the weekend, this hideout member refused to listen to Sideshow on the weekend mixtape. That's the replay that we do on Saturday nights hosted by Sideshow. Whose weekend was it? Was it Hefe Dubs or was it Bateman? Um, Dubs. Um, I'm sorry, that was actually me. Hold on, you do get another go-round. Okay. I, um, I seriously, it was one of those situations where I did not want to listen to Sideshow's voice. For those of you that maybe weren't caught up on everything that happened last week, we busted Sideshow in the middle of stealing a complete Carlin bit to turn in as a radio demo. Then we find out that the people that he was using for Bummer 40 Friday, he was using for other bits, we're not sure if they're even real or not, or if it's him doing an act an accent or something, and I just wanted to listen to my iPod. And i got to tell you this, radio is in trouble. 
all radio except for this kind of radio, the format that we do where it's something different. At least we try to make it something different every day. There's no need for music stations. When you can put your own music onto an iPod, and basically it's Hefe Radio with all my favorite stuff. Well, they all, they've always said that when CDs, you know, when burners came out, that that was going to change you it. Know, it's not going to change it. It is. You no. know why? Because there's there are more and more options than there ever were before. You've got XM, Sirius, iPod, CDs, um, you know, cable radio or the cable, um, Internet. AOL for broadband. Why listen to HFS that plays the same Blink-182, no doubt so crap? You can, so you can see what's hot and new. No. And there's no wires to step on. Yeah. That's why you go to AOL for broadband and stop that. I know. I saw you trying to crush my iPod. It was an accident. All right, Gardlene, let's play again. Whose weekend was it? Over the weekend, this hideout member didn't go to a house party and hung out with Mantan at a biker bar. Where Mantan is a regular? Whose weekend was it? Cafe. I'm sorry, that was not me. That was Bateman. Two questions. Two comments on this. Yep. You never turn down a house party to go hang out with a listener. Even if it is Mantan. <laughs> Where's the new Dusty Duo? Second, second comment. How is Mantan a regular Mantan. at a biker bar? How is a black man a regular at a biker bar? I said, you know, I would never pick this as a place you would hang out at. And he's like, I know, but everyone here loves me. And all these white people and kind of bikers and kind of, I don't want to say rednecks, that's kind of a bad connotation, but... It's okay, I think redneck describes well, it okay. Yeah. Okay, redneck people were like... You know, hanging all over them, and they, they love them. Because that's their one black friend. I guess. Yeah. They can go around and they can tell the did, in-joke. Did they, they, did they call him Token? Uh, no, but... They called him Mantan. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And then when you say, call, when you call him a black guy, do you have to really put that in quotes? Mm. With them? Yeah, that's what I mean. That he looks like Wayne Brady. <laughs> we call him Mantan. It all happens for a reason. Couple open lines if you want to play Whose Weekend was. They love them there. 866-277-4969. All kinds of prizes in the uh, the hideout bin, if you will. Jay, you're on WJFK. What's up, bro? What's going on, guy? Hey, man. Hey, um, sorry I haven't been all calling in a while about those songs, but I got all that stuff for you now, man. Oh, for karaoke. All right, this is the big deal. This Friday, we were just, we decided we had such a great turnout and show at the meeting place in uh, in D.C. Mm-hmm. in the corner of uh, L and 17th. We are going back to the meeting place to get the final qualifier. For the karaoke gig, we're giving away the trip for two to Mazalan, Mexico. It really was an outstanding time. All right, so, Jay, real quick, give me that info. We're in the middle of the game, but let's hear it. Uh, we got three Libras for Perfect Circle. Ah, uh, maybe I could do three Libras. What else do you have? We got Schism by Tool. I could do that one. We I got, think I could do Schism. That's a long song, but I think yeah, I you're going to be up there for a long time. We got a Hollow by Perfect Circle. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. What else you got? We got um, Closer by Nine Inch Nails. That's an easy one. We got Numb by Linkin Park. Ugh. No, what about Man? All Manson Tool or a Perfect Circle? What else? Um, we have a uh, Systems of a Down, Aerials, Chop Suey, or Toxicity. That's so hard because you never know. It, like you, everybody thinks they can sing System of a Down, but it goes so quick and it, it goes so quick and he hits high good. notes sometimes. That would, be, that would be a good look for you though. Yeah. No, it would look very good. I'm gonna let the listeners decide what I should perform. But you no. also have Suffocate by Cold. Mm. No Manson? No Manson. Unfortunately, they don't have any Manson stuff on there. All right. I think I'm going to go with something hard. I'm going to go with Tool or Perfect Circle. 
I think I can nail those. I think, you, you can't I think I can do a perfect do a short one. impression. Please, for me, do a short one. The hollow? Yeah. I, I gotta go. I gotta go get into my iPod now and and practice. Now, Dubs, what are you gonna sing? You still doing that strawberry wine? <laughs> I'll do anything. Give it to me. Hey, uh, hey, while we got you in the phone, let's play whose weekend was it with you, Jay? All right. I'm not paying the ass as you dig up stuff like Hefe. No, I appreciate that, man. That's good work. No problem. All right, here we go. Bateman, whose weekend was it? <laughs> all right. I gotta get under control with this thing over here. I'm spooning it up. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Over the weekend, this hideout member realized just how awful the station is when driving behind the WJFK van and saw that its plates were expired. <laughs> Whose weekend was it? That's tough, because as far as I know from Hefe, he never drives anywhere. Mm-hmm. So would that be Bateman? Actually, it was both Bateman and myself as we were helping Dubs move. The station was kind enough to allow Dubs to use the JFK uh, yeah. cruiser, if you will. And then Bateman and I are behind him, cruising through Alexandria on the way to his uh, his, uh, his ghetto-ass place. And we're stopped at a stoplight, and I see the 04 on the tag. And then I look closer, and it says May. Yeah. And I'm like, holy Christ, the plates are expired. This station is such a piece of crap in so many levels that I wish I could tell you about now that I just can't. That the tags are expired. They they don't keep any records around here. You know, have any know of anything going on? Should we tell anybody or just well, let don't, it go? I already told I wouldn't one worry day. about it. Like at the police station right down the road from where you guys are. I know exactly. So uh, I was surprised we actually picked up our own signal. Yeah, that too. All right, here we go. Final question: Whose weekend was it? Over the weekend, this hideout member saw a chick he hadn't seen in over a year. She said to him. How could I forget such a cute face? F.A. Dubs or Bateman? Is Bateman stroking his own ego on that one? Hmm, sounds like it. That's how I'm going with that. All right, you're a winner. Congratulations. Hold on. Whose weekend was it? Why did you write this question down? What happened? I saw this girl I hadn't seen for like over a year, and she said something to my dog and said, I can't believe you remember her name. And she goes, how could I forget such a cute face? And so you bastard, you write this down to make me look like an idiot. She wasn't even talking about you. She was talking about your dog. She's just too intimidated. Yeah, okay. damn, she's so hot. Yeah, that's, no. why, that's why your phone was ringing off the hook on Saturday night. You. And it was Mantan asking you to hang out at the biker bar. <laughs> and you well, went. We, and you went. How do we answer the phone for him now? Who? Mantan. I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Okay. I called and left a message on his phone that we're a bill collector. I'll just, I'll just put it like that. He's scared, too, because he called back using his real name. He's like, hey, so-and-so called Manson at this number? <laughs> yeah, we're uh, so-and-so looking for money because you have an outstanding debt. Don't ever give the hideout your phone number. You'll be in real trouble. Okay, uh, you know what? We're so behind on a break. I'll tell you, I'll make the announcement about the video game tournament when we get back, J-Dubs. Also, too, uh, I watched 60 Minutes yesterday, and I pulled a couple of clips from the Clinton interview on 60 Minutes. I wanted to talk about it for a second. To me, I'll just put this out there right now. Clinton, you either love him or you hate him. He's very polarizing. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I understand. I don't think, I think it goes one way for Bush. And I don't think it's my clouded judgment, you know? the admitted liberal that I am. 
I don't think people really love Bush. I don't see the same kind of admiration that you see for a president like Clinton. Yeah. Conversely, the hatred for Bush is bigger for than, some people than it ever was for Clinton because it's worldwide. Now, hold on. Let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll pick up the conversation. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. You can't seriously be my friend. J-Dubs. I'm, I'm your best friend. No. Remember that. Dial the phone, Peter. What friend are you? The best of friends. Intelligent Entertainment next. Dubs, I suggest you keep your mic off. Cafe and Dubs. The best of friends. Together forever. 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 On the hideout. Those of you listening now, just rejoice in the fact that you're not these two loser douches. You're listening to The Hideout with the lads. The Hideout. People think it's all about misery and desperation and death and all that, which is not to be ignored. But what they forget is the pleasure of it all. The Hideout. Hideout. Featuring Al Hefe and J-Dubs. The lads. 106.7 WJFK. I love that movie. Train spotting? I haven't seen that in forever. So good. It always takes me forever to get acclimated to the to the accents. Yeah. And that always happens whenever I'm watching something with really thick accents, that snatch. Yes. The first thirty minutes you don't know what's going on and then finally you get accustomed to those thick super accents. I love Snatch too. That was a good movie. By the way, welcome back into the hideout. I am El Jefe. That is J Dubs and uh, you late night brothers hanging out with you. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine eight six six two seven seven four nine six nine. We're gonna get into the Clinton tapes in a second. First, though, I wanted to say. The very first week the show went full-time, Dubs, yeah. we had a poll on RadioHideout.com. In fact, if I go now, yeah, I'm on the website. I'll go there uh, to the front page. You can click on the poll results. Mm -hmm. And um, right here, would you be interested in a Hideout-hosted video game tournament? 76% said they would be interested. So we have been busting our ass trying to put together something. We even had a listener, Fitz, who manages a video game store that puts these things on. You don't know how much of our personal time we've put into this and, and for it to go so slowly. And he was like, you know what? I got this place. We can do it here. It's going to be great. So then I made the mistake of sending the message along to uh, the JFK staff. And then it was about let's we got to get every ounce of every penny out of this. Um, we can't do it uh, if we're not getting any money, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, hold on a second. Occasionally, we need to do stuff just for the listeners. Yeah, stuff for the show that we want to do and we want to get out there so we can you know have our fan base have fun. I can't tell you how many times already this show has bailed the station out doing events. And doing promotions. And I was like, I'd like a little two-way street here. I'd like for us to be able to say, hey, we've got an idea. Let's put this together. And I'm not going to get completely into the details. I'm not going to play the blame game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say everybody. I'm, I'm blaming ourselves on this one. 
Huh, what did we do? We we knew if we get these people involved, it's going to take longer than we want. And our listeners really wanted to do yeah. this. I don't even know if they're still interested. Well, Fitz has um, actually joined the Newshounds, and he plays with the Newshounds. You know what? We Do we need a new poll up there? Okay, what do you want? Actually, take, I, I can put a new one up. What do you want? Let's make, let's make sure people are still interested this week. You know? Well, actually, they can go to the other one. Okay. Yeah. They, if you if you go on view poll results, you can still vote on the first one. All right. People, please still vote on that one because I don't know if people have lost interest now. I, I'm looking now at how many total votes there are, and I'll check back in the next couple of days and weigh the results as to where they are. I can almost zero it out, if you will, and have people vote all over again if yeah. they still want to do a, a hideout-hosted video game tournament because we have some prizes thanks to Fitz yeah. and Game Crazy. So this is what I want to do, J-Dubs. I was talking to Fitz because he's a, a part, a member of the News Hounds, Bow Wow News Hounds, my men's baseball team. Don't dump that. And so here's Too what late. we're going to do. He said he'd bring up his own video game equipment. I'm going to do the same. And I'll do the same too. And I think you'd be willing to do the same. And we're going to do it in the conference room. The way it should have been done in the beginning, on a Friday night, and we'll do it different nights, different nights, different games. Yeah. So you, we can have a mic set up there. Window can get the whole thing going. We'll have three uh, uh, systems going at the same time. And this is going to be for our listeners. This is going to be an opportunity for us to play a game. It's not going to be anything that's specifically on the air. No. But this is a chance for the listeners to come up to the station to do Hang something out. they enjoy doing, playing video games and listening to the hideout. Occasionally, you and I will go upstairs, get up, you know, update on what's going on. We'll get, we'll crown a winner for that particular game, and maybe we can do this once a, once a month with a different game. Mm -hmm. Because that was the whole idea. But then they're trying to get so much going, they're trying to milk pennies out of this. So here's what we're going to do for the listeners. We're going to do it up here. I've decided we're going to do it up here, and I've decided the first game we are going to play because it is in the middle of the baseball season, and it actually is the game that started. As all of this, all right, we the first game is going to be EA MVP 2004, a game that I have already won a championship with with the Texas Rangers, a game that drew some interest. If you believe that you can win this tournament, I want your information. So you need to email us at jfkhideout at aol.com. We're going to take the first so many uh, people who email us, We'll get all your info, and we'll set up the tournament here at the station. We'll set up like a tournament bracket. We'll do it real professional-like. We'll put the bracket up on the website. We'll try to keep it updated. We'll have Bad Monkey up here, take pictures. We'll go through the whole thing, and we're just going to do it ourselves. Yeah. Oops. The way it should have been done all I'm happy with that. I am, too. And so there it is. We're going to stop uh, beating around the bush. And here you are for our listeners. We're going to make this happen, and we're going to have prizes. From what I understand, video game prizes. So it's going to end up working out. Yeah. Right? Everybody will be happy. Yeah. Radiohideout.com. At least, at least we'll be happy. Yeah, and th th this way we can get the ball going. Us and the uh, listeners will be happy. And then when the new Madden comes out, yeah. we can do that. Yeah. Are you, gonna, are you going to play a game of uh, baseball? Yeah. Why don't you take on the champion? I it's take, all said and done. I take on the champion. And I'll do the same with Madden. Okay, perfect. And then we can do it when NBA kicks back up. Mm -hmm. Now the world wants to know if there's an age limit. I will have to check into this. That that I have to go through legal. For prizes, I'm guessing maybe. So, But we're not going to be giving anything away that isn't technically that you shouldn't be having. Yeah. 
but I will look into that. All right? But I, regardless of age limit, act as if there isn't one. Send me that email at jfkhideout at AOL.com if you're over 18. Because I think you do have to be at least 18. Well, send it anyway. We'll check on it. Okay. Everybody who wants to be a part of it, send it. Send your age, and then we'll uh, we'll figure out. And the information I want is your name, a contact phone number, your age, and the city that you're from. And, again, this is for um, the EA MVP 2004. So that's happening, J-Dub. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that would take so much time. The other thing that is going on is that we're trying to put together another promotion. I don't even want to jinx it at this point. But just know that another promotion is being, is in the works. We'll probably get fouled up somehow. Yeah, I'm positive of it. Because it's, Wait, such, a, it's such a short time span that it's supposed to happen. Yeah. Because let's just say after this weekend, it will really no, it'll be pointless. Well, the funny thing is, you know... We've been trying to push this through forever, and now people are tr finally trying to help us out with it mm -hmm. three days up or you know, right. four days up. Ago. Yeah, we said a month ago that we wanted to do something with this with a certain thing that's happening not this only, weekend. Not only did we say it on air, but I put it in motion weeks ago, and just today I got a phone call. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's been sitting on, sh on, uh, on uh, desks for weeks now. But uh, completely unrelated... Um, I love Sundays, Dubs, because I love watching the Sunday talk shows. I don't, I'm kind of a nerd that way, but I love watching Meet the Press, Reliable mm -hmm. Sources, and mm -hmm. 60 Minutes. I really dig on those shows because um, it, it almost kind of feeds the intellectual side of me, I guess. 60, I, 60 Minutes, for the most part, I don't watch. See, I really got into it, I, I guess the way they meant for it to be, post-football. Yeah. Like, after football, okay, they t you know, they were teasing it really well. I'd stick around for whatever there was, um, uh, you know, for 60 minutes coming up after the football game on CBS. So I always, CBS I liked first. Then I found Reliable Sources, and then I found Meet the Press. So um, I was at, the, at my baseball game on, sa on Sunday, and mm -hmm. I didn't get the chance to watch my Sunday morning talk shows. Mm -hmm. However, I've now got the AOL for broadband. I have it at my house. I've got. I went through the trial. I got the whole thing. I've got it, and uh, you can get it too. One eight hundred two nine seven one zero two five. If you're a, if you want a free trial of uh, of AOL for broadband, it's just for WJFK listeners. One eight hundred two nine seven one zero two five. And again, I got this because I bought a new computer, the yeah. HP Media Media Center, and so I've got it all hooked up. I got the broadband service, everything. So I'm watching everything possible that I can find on the internet right now. Yeah. And I saw that Michael Moore was on This Week, or I heard that he was on This Week, ABC show, ABC's This Week with George Stephanopoulos, and I missed it because of baseball, but I got to watch it in its entirety, and I'm so hyped about this Fahrenheit 9-11. Yeah. It just looks like it's going to be such a great movie. And gee, how I wish I could get our listeners together to watch it with us. Yeah, I'm I, I, want, I, I wish we would have thought of this a month ago. Maybe we could have done it. And turned it in a month ago. Yeah. Um, regardless, though, I do want to say this. I did get the chance to watch 60 Minutes. Uh, Clinton has a book coming out. Actually, you can buy it right now. Yeah. It technically went on sale uh, at midnight on Tuesday, today. But I went and uh, I watched this, and maybe it's just me. I miss this guy. Yeah, I miss him being in office, and maybe it's just because I'm the I'm a I'm supposed to be in the communications business, and he's such a good communicator that I just miss someone who would sit down or stand there and talk to you. 
presidents are presidents, politicians are politicians. Make you know, let's make no joke about it. But that's also the same reason that people loved Reagan, because he was such a good communicator. Well, uh, this is from uh, 60 Minutes. Here's a little synergy from uh, CBS and Viacom. This was uh, Clinton talking about Iraq and what happened in Iraq. Let me say this. I think the Iraqis are better off with Saddam gone if they can have a stable government. There have been more terrorists move into Iraq in the aftermath of the conflict. I still believe, as I always have, that the biggest terrorist threat by far is al-Qaeda and the al-Qaeda network, and that the biggest long-term destructive threat is the significant volume of chemical and biological agents all over the world that are not yet secure. And my thing is that I can't believe no one else is saying this, because that's what I'm thinking all along. So there were supposed to be uh, ties to Iraq uh, yeah. with al-Qaeda, that the 9-11 panelists said they don't exist. Mm -hmm. And then you got the administration coming out saying, no, they do exist. And the panel comes out again, no, they don't exist. In fact, Saddam turned away bin Laden for something that al-Qaeda had done earlier. Yeah. And so now that Saddam's gone, you see that Iraq has now become a breeding ground for more terrorists. And nobody else is mentioning this. Funny how it happens. I mean... Making that country more safe for the people in it, maybe making that country more dangerous for all the uh, all the countries around it. And it's not safe. I guarantee you go to the people of Iraq. They don't want to be there right now because things aren't as secure. They sadly long for the days of Saddam. And again, I'm torn. Either way, it's horrible. You got it. You got the evil dictator yeah, in there. You just got to pick which evil's better. It's bad, but instead you get rid of the dictator, and now all of a sudden you got this flourishing ground for terrorism. Now, what would happen? If we just said, all right, the hell with it. Sit down, have fun, go back. Who's to say it won't? Aren't we supposed to put him on trial, otherwise he gets to go free? What, next week or something? I don't know. I think it's the 30th, isn't it? By the way, Iraq looks really nice uh, to, to hand over. Yeah. We're, we're supposed to ha hand over Iraq on the same day that we're doing the finals for the karaoke at Champs and uh, Fair Oaks. That's scary. Because nobody's prepared for either one. <laughs> you know what? We're so let's take a break here. Let's tease the next one. Uh, the next one is about him getting called uh, various nicknames. He reveals which nickname he hates most. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back. We're so behind on the breaks. Yeah. God damn you, Dubs, for rambling on about your family. I'm sorry. Sometimes I need to vent. Like we care about your fat mother. Quick break, come back, more of this. It's the hideout. My sister's fatter. Oh, yeah. 106.7 WJFK. Oops, my bad. The hideout. The hideout. We were talking about your mom, Dubs, and how she's probably done some really weird things to you. I want you to know that sometimes, sometimes she listens to the show in the uh, illegal underground. Now I feel bad. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Now I feel bad. She's a whore. <laughs> the Hideout with LFA and J-Dubs. LFA, J-Dubs. Good country, booty, big country. Yeah. <laughs> no, that cornbread shit, I guess. I tell you where y'all need to go. Where they got more women than anywhere. Violence. Chris on Sunday night. Nope. Free race about four. Give y'all way off. I give y'all a hint. Everybody's bidding. Good. Spit it out. Church. Oh, Please. 
nobody going to church to catch those bitches. Looking for black boxes. I like to know that a woman's just stupid enough to ask me. All right, welcome back into the hideout. It is El Jefe and J-Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. Let me say this. I think the Iraqis are better off with Saddam gone if they can have a stable government. There have been more terrorists moved into Iraq in the aftermath of the conflict. I still believe, as I always have, that the biggest terrorist threat by far is Al-Qaeda and the Al-Qaeda network, and that the biggest long-term destructive threat is the significant volume of chemical and biological agents all over the world that are not yet secure. That was President Clinton on 60 Minutes last night, talking about Iraq, saying something that I figure should have been said. The fact that, um, sure, we're done with the dictator, but we had him in check. Now I kind of, they're all over Iraq. Running that bitch, if you will. Uh, again, the hideout. Al Hafe and J Dubs here. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. Eight six six two seven seven four nine six nine. Real quick on this, and we want to play the rest of the tapes from sixty minutes last night. Matt, you're in the hideout on JFK. Um, yes, sir. Hey, boys, how you doing? What's up? What's up, brother? Right on. Um, look, they punched us in the face mm-hmm. you know, four years ago. 9-11 you're referring to, right? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. That's it, right? And, you know, we had ignored a lot of signs that said that we should do something about it, but now we're being proactive about it, mm-hmm. and we're, we're doing something about it. And you know what? We've established a beachhead, okay? That, that's the, a military term for it is that we've established a beachhead. Well, explain and the military we, term just because we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're sure what a beachhead means. Yeah. Well, we're there now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We, we've stuck our forces in. We are there now. We are established now. It, you know, we're, we're fighting against the insurgents, you know, that are, that are fighting hard. But, hey, look, two snipers shut D.C. down. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Two guys, two guys, just two. They shut D.C. down. People were afraid to go to a gas pump, you know. So these guys, there's a thousand of them. And, and think about it. You know, these guys are bad guys that have been doing th- bad things for 35 years uh, underneath Saddam, you know. So they, they don't want to let go. They're, they're not going to let go, you know. And <laughs> But as wrong as this may be, I, it feels a little different when it's your own people getting, getting uh, snubbed. Hey, hey, you know what? I heard a mother from, uh, I, I don't remember what division she was from, you know, uh, she was a, a mother of a, a, a son that got killed um, over there, and some reporter asked her, "Hey, do you um, do you what do you think about all this? Do you think that this is this is bad?" And she was, "These are acceptable losses." A mother said this. And at the same time, son. too, then you have yeah. other mothers that yeah, are, are yeah, 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 both sides. And a lot of calls on this, hey. Matt. Hey, thanks for checking in with us, bro. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, I guess I'm not going to be able to say. Okay. Well, no. Finish up, please. You've had two minutes so far, and a lot of people want to talk. Real quick, sum it up. Um, it's all good. We're we're going to get through this. We we already have established ourselves here. We um we need to keep on keeping on. All know? right. Thanks, brother. Keep on keeping on. Thanks for the slogan. <laughs> Just like we're what, um, rat. Keep on keeping on. And uh, by the way, how are we gonna get out? That's a good question. Because if we're gonna, if we're trying to get out on the thirtieth, and we're just booking, 
and beating it. That's not good. And we're even more trouble. You look at it now. Scott, you're on JFK. Hey, buddy. What's up? What's up, brother? Yep. Hey, I love listening to you guys on the way home. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, uh, I have a friend who's on his second tour of duty in Iraq. You know, I've been getting letters from him consistently for the past year. He was there when uh, the statue of Saddam fell, and he's told me since then that things are a lot better in Iraq. And uh, it's a lot different than the news media reports it. It actually, when I talk to him and I send him letters, and I talk to him over the Internet when he gets time, it actually angers him about how how the news media is portraying the war in Iraq. So you're saying it's slanted more against uh, Bush in the media? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, trying to be pretty bipartisan, but it, it tries to be, it, the news media is pretty liberal, liberal he says, and, and I agree, like, it's, it's pretty slanted. And it angers him and me, and it angers the soldiers when people don't just have faith in our government. Uh, people may talk, talk mess about Bush, but, you know... But at the same... It's the government, you know, like, you got to have faith in your own government. If you don't, then, you know, what do you have? But at the same time, too, you should also be able to question and, you know, throw this out there. And that's good. If we get in the perspective from the soldier, someone who's really there that says, you know what, it isn't that bad. Because I don't know what to believe. I mean, I look at the media again. I guess I can, we're considered part of the media, but I'm talking about I'm watching television. And the majority of people, he talked about the D.C. snipers. Yeah. It wasn't that scary, and I was here. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, like I was here, but you would have thought that it was the end all, be all of this. Is the you know, I know people were dying. Yeah, I understand that, but to me, there was such there was so much more of a frenzy over it because of the coverage. Yeah, like, definitely. I remember. I mean, there were people like in Michigan and people in Texas who were afraid to go outside. But it was happening here. Yeah. And the reason they were afraid is because they watched it 24-7 on CNN. Yeah. I mean, or Fox News or whatever. You understand what no, I'm saying? I, I completely understand. I mean, when, especially if it's happening in your own country but not even near you, you feel like it's happening to you, even though you're maybe five or six states away. And we're not, and we, didn't want to, we yeah. didn't want to talk all about Iraq. We're, we're actually not going to because I want to play these tapes because there's more to it. Uh, with Clinton uh, on 60 Minutes last night. We'll just take one more call on this specifically, and we'll move on. Uh, Ross, you're on JFK. Hey, what's up, El Happy? What's up? Hey, man, I just want to say that, you know, with most part, we really enjoy the show. You guys got pretty good and funny topics, and I laugh my ass off most of the time. But, uh, man, to stay out of politics, I mean, if I would talk politics or listen to politics, I would tune in between 11 and 12, the fastest hour of radio on Rod and Fez. Okay. I think I need to know nice, you know, that. So what, we can't have an opinion on politics? Well, man, We can't talk yeah, about you, it? Would... You just need someone to balance it out if you're going to do that, but I don't want to... Balance what out? And listen to your flaming liberal or homo attitude towards <laughs> okay? Listen to that, That's great. That. So just that all... the crap Michael Moore. All liberals are homos. Is that what you're saying? No, no, just us. Come on, bro. You know what? Don't even listen to this show. Beat it. Seriously. I don't want you listening. I don't want you. I do. I like the. This is the same guy who laughs the homoerotic humor, but we can't have have an opinion on on, uh, politics. You guys are stupid. (laughs) I'm going to say that now. So what if O'Reilly talks about this? I want to talk about this. You know why? Because this point of view is rarely aired. So if you don't like it, change the channel. That's the point. Turn it off. Don't ever listen again. You're gonna miss out on great radio. Now, now you're just being catty. And you're gonna and you're gonna miss out on some funny stuff. You flamer. Liberal homos. 
You douches. Every single one of you. I'm a, I'm a liberal homo. God damn. I can't have one opinion on this. I'm a big liberal homo. If I want to talk about this, this is what we're talking about in the hideout. Stupid ass. Beat it. This is what I'm talking about, like on uh, Saturday when you're all mad at me for not packing up stuff. Wait, you're I'm, getting worked up. I'm pissed at this stupid ass. Why? I can't have an opinion. Just keep on rolling. We're, we're wasting valuable time. Now I'm mad. <laughs> I'm more upset at the fact that you didn't feed us on Saturday. I did feed you on Saturday. It bought you Fuddruckers. You wouldn't buy us dessert. I would do. I asked, I asked you guys if you wanted dessert. Son of a bitch. Don't act like I was being cheap. Uh, Bivens, you're on JFK. You there? Bivens? Yo, hey, guys. Listen, love you guys. Love the show. Um, I really love the fact that, you know, that you're actually talking about this. No, you don't. You just heard me say that, and now you want to make me feel better. <laughs> nah, dog. You're cool, man. Come on. Man. <laughs> anyway, you know, I wanted to go ahead and say that, uh, I, I mean, even though I am not a big Bush fanatic, I feel that, you know, remove him from the off, from office, you know, it actually might drop our security because I think you, that you know what? already. A lot of, a lot of people I talk to that are voting for Bush have the same, uh, the same attitude. They've bought into what he's saying. Without him, then everybody's not going to be secure. You think whoever gets elected, even if it's Nader, you don't think Nader's going to do everything that he could to protect? Not saying that I'm a liberal or uh, a Nader guy at all, because I'm not. But I'm... whoever is president, no, you're not. Shut up. Whoever is president's <laughs> going to try their try as hard as this president is to keep us safe, and they're probably going to do a better job because they're going to try to get the rest of the world on our side. Uh, thank you, Bivens. We appreciate that, brother. Hey, no problem, man. Thanks, man. All right, brother. Later. That's all I'm saying. All that Clinton was saying was, hey, look. And we didn't even really want to get into the political stuff of Clinton yeah. that much. He got out of Iraq, and now they're, and now it's a breeding ground for al-Qaeda. That's what it appears. Uh, are we being lied to by the media? I don't know, maybe. But I'm saying that's what it looks like. we got soldiers, uh, buddies, telling us otherwise. Let's talk about the... you hear this? I am not a big Bush fan, but I think he's going to keep us safe. Again, I don't think... That people love Bush the way they loved Clinton. Of course, it's two separate people, but I don't like the way they loved Reagan. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't see that same kind of stuff. But at the same time, Bush and Clinton are polarizing, and in fact, so much so that rather talks about Clinton getting uh, the nicknames, if you will. Perhaps more than most presidents, you've accumulated nicknames as the years have gone by. <laughs> Some of them you like, Bubba, Elvis. Comeback kid, you like all those, and some that you haven't liked so much. Yeah, well, uh, if you if you stay out there and you fight long enough, you make enough enemies, you get some of those nicknames too. Which one do you like the least? Slick Willie. I like that the least for a very good reason. No one could fairly look at my political life and say I didn't believe in anything. When someone says. You know, you don't like the nickname Slick Willie for the reason... I think the reason you had it is because you're a man whore. Yeah. I don't think it was because, you know, you slipped in and out of, you know, your opinion. I think it was because you were getting your Willie. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. It wasn't it Limbaugh that came up with Slick Willie. I, th I, I thought I had heard that, that he was the one that had coined that phrase. And good for him coming up with something like that that catches on the way it did. But I think you're right. I think he missed the point as to why he was called Slick Willie. Yeah. When you really now, 
he was known for going completely by the polls, you know, and swaying back and forth on issues, the same stuff that they're accusing Kerry of doing. But I don't think the Slick Willie was for that. No, I think the Slick Willie had a very different meaning. I think it had a lot more to do with, uh, with Monica than anything else. All right, so then getting into Monica, he talks about why he did it. Why did he hook up with Lewinsky? The central question, if I may, and I know this is difficult, but the central question is why. I think I did something for the worst possible reason, that just because I could. I think that that's the most, just about the most morally indefensible reason that anybody could have for doing anything when you do something just because you could. And as I said that in the book, I think that's part of the problem for the people I faced and combated with. But in that moment, that's I, I believe, I don't think it's much more complicated than that. I just think that that's what happened. I've thought about it a lot. And there are lots of more sophisticated explanations, more complicated psychological explanations, but none of them are an excuse. I have to say that over and over again because I know that people will raise cane about that, but only a fool does not look to explain his mistakes. People should try to understand why they did the things they did. Don't you find it really funny that we have uh, George W. Bush in office right now who is completely religious, and then we have Bill, we had Bill Clinton in for eight years before that. How black and white those two people are like one's on one side the other's on the other side one's you know talking to jesus that night the other one's banging everybody in the place well actually if you watch the 60 minutes thing he clinton said he prayed every day even good and bad he, he said prayed he didn't get the clap that's what he prayed for <laughs> all right that could be true i tell you when you're banging people you don't know where they're coming from you, you start praying a lot more <laughs> okay i right. I could uh I, I could understand that. And you ever have you ever done that too? When you're about to go get the test and that's the time you pray? You're like, man No, that's not the time you pray. You pray the five days later when you're getting the phone call. <laughs> you're like you're like seriously It doesn't dawn on you until you uh listen to your phone messages when you get home. You're like seriously, I swear. You're hoping they don't say call me call you call them back. I won't raw dog it ever again if I can please get through this test. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of just because I could, again, this is more liberal stuff. If you want to change the channel, go ahead. I honestly believe Bush is president because he could. I well, he even he even uh, said that before. He said that you know he want he want he tried for presidency because he wanted to see if he could do it. Because not that he had any any real plans. To me, he doesn't have the passion that Clinton had for the presidency, or that maybe even Reagan had, or even the first Bush had. I don't see that passion from the same person who takes the month of August off to hang out in Crawford, Texas. And by the way, I lived in Texas. I've been to Crawford. I wouldn't want to be there in August. It's not that great. I'd rather be here running the most powerful country in the free world. Hey, maybe that's just me. Uh, they continue on uh, through this about the right-wing conspiracy. Uh, do we want to play this? Because then people are... Let's take a quick phone call. Uncle Ryan, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, what's up, guys? Yo, yo, yo. Yo, man, I was Googling today, and I put in 9-11 conspiracy Bush, and I went through it, and it was like one out of 2,500 different websites. But I'm just telling you, like, I can't go through all of it right now, but I'm telling everybody the biggest thing right now, sitting in that classroom for nine minutes 
when things were going down. He went in there before he even knew things were going down. That that all comes from the Fahrenheit 9-11 movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how I got it, and that's why I Googled it. But they have a thing on when you go in, you can actually watch those minutes going down with Bush live in the, in the classroom. It's just like he, he doesn't even care. No, no, from what I understand, and I'll defend him on this, from what I understand, he was there trying to keep a face of calm, like a president should do. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that he wasn't presidential on that day, because you know what? He was strong on that day, I think. Imagine if he would have freaked out, jumped up, ran around. Oh, yeah. You know, everybody would have been freaked. No, I'll give it to Bush on that, man. On those, on 9-11 and the days following, I think he did a great job in unifying and in trying to get everyone together and playing the leader role. I, 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 I think he did that. I think he did that. Can I say one that. other thing? Go yeah. Ahead. One other thing, man, and like I said, you got to Google it because I don't want to get into it, but the whole conspiracy that the Twin Towers and the Pentagon were not bombed by Al-Qaeda and everyone else, but our government itself. What? No. Just go look at it. But just because it's on the Internet doesn't make it law. I know, but it's interesting to read. Yeah, I, yeah no, that's true. Yeah. And thank you, Uncle Ryan, but I don't know if I'm not even going to go that far. I mean, there are pictures of Matt Albert as a raccoon yeah. on the Internet. You can find anything on the Internet. So I don't know if I'm going to believe the conspiracies uh, like that. Uh, Newshound 5000, by the way, kudos to whoever has that uh, IM name. That's a great one. Uh, seriously, Hefe, you know all liberals are homos. Franklin Roosevelt, Thomas Jefferson. Need I go on? Great point. Yeah, exactly. ponytails. Wigs. <laughs> Yank on them. Um... Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. What else do I want to do here? Um, let's do track five. Just this is just about Kenneth Starr and the whole thing, and and this is what kind of up, is upsetting too. It cost over seventy million dollars, and we were exonerated in Whitewater, exonerated in the Vince Foster suicide, exonerated in the campaign finance reform, exonerated in the White House travel office deal, exonerated in the. FBI file case. Uh, the judge ruled that the Jones case had absolutely no merit. There was nothing left but my personal failing. That's what that's what people got for over seventy million dollars. They indicted innocent people because they wouldn't lie, and they exonerated people who committed crimes because they would lie, and they did it because it was nothing but a big political operation designed to bring down the presidency. I uh. Again, that conspiracy, the right-wing thing, the $70 million, when you stop and you think, and I, I don't know if it was just me, but when you look at what happened, it just seems so silly what we were doing at that time, uh, impeaching this guy, doing, spending all of these tax dollars, and for what? A sex story. To, for what? To find out what happened in the Oval Office, to find out about cigars. It's just so stupid. Kind of glad it did, though. Well, of course, you get a ton of uh, ton of stuff to talk about. Yeah, it was like OJ. That was the OJ. That was or was that before or after OJ? That was the big thing. Though. After that was the big thing. That's what everybody could latch on to. That was uh, that was our next thing to look at. We're so fascinated. We want every single detail about everything. With this this celebrity society that we have, 
where we all have to feel like we have to know the intricate parts about the people who we uh, we think we know, politicians, radio DJs, television stars. But at the same time, we would probably be uh, wanting to know all that stuff about Bush. I'm not going to blame, you know, the Republicans for, you know, trying to get all that they could out of this. If it was sex, I can guarantee you I wouldn't. I would. Really? Just because... To me, sex is such... It's a human thing. It's what we do. It's what all of, quote-unquote, God's children do. How much money would that cost? $70 million? I think that is that that is worth it for the mental image everybody got. You know, you gave the whole... Oh, and a fat chick. A oh, cigar and a fat chick. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought you said something else. No. <laughs> I didn't hear the whole word. Fair enough. But you 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 wanted that mental image, though. I mean... Seventy I, million dollars. And well, that's, that's spread out of a bunch of, uh, across a bunch of people, you know? But it's taxpayer money. That's fine. <laughs> if, if George Bush was doing it with the crucifix, I would want to know about it. Mm-hmm. If he's using a crucifix with a fat chick, I would need to know. All right. Uh, uh, Newsound brings this up. He's smart. He goes, Hefe, I'm not a fan of Clinton, but 100 FBI agents were assigned to investigate him while Al-Qaeda was plotting inside the U.S. And that's true. But, again, you can go back and forth. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be able to pick this thing here and that thing there. Um, but this should be discussed. You know, we should look at this and we should ask these questions. Again, if Michael Moore is so wrong, then, okay, he's wrong, but prove how he is wrong. Don't say it's just propaganda like uh, like O'Reilly is saying. Go to the movie, watch the movie, answer the questions that the movie raises. Yeah, well, what, what the good thing about these types of movies are you watch them and you take them for what they are. You know, you know they're going to be slanted one way, but you look at them and you just you just try to pick the facts out of it and go by that. Like like it were a sideshow bit. Yeah, you don't you don't take it. What's as gospel. Garland and what's his? Yeah, you don't take it as gospel though. And uh, Bateman says, "Hey, we should do a promotion around the Michael Moore movie." Oh wait. Yeah, you should have gotten that in there about a month ago, Bateman. Yeah, Bateman, if you had gotten on top of that a month ago, maybe we would have a screening. But probably not. Probably would have sat on somebody's desk for a month. Now, hey, let's, uh, I know you sent it a month ago. Stop IMing me. Let's, let's end up with the perf, this is, this clip, this sums up Clinton perfectly. I think this last thing right here. It's, he, again, he's charming, but you can tell, uh, maybe, you know what? Here's the Slick Willie. Here's Slick Willie at his best. One of the things that stuck with you through your campaign for the presidency. And while you were president, we're saying about marijuana that you had smoked, but you hadn't inhaled. Did you regret saying that? You bet. Even though it was absolutely true. <laughs> I tried it, and I really tried to inhale. I was incapable of inhaling. That's really what I was trying to say. And what? It was just one of those dumb things you say, and then you have to live with for years and years afterward. Must have been some harsh weed. Tubby's a fag. Tubby's a virgin. That's another one of those things said that you're going to have to live with. Tubby's a fag. Tubby's a virgin. Forever. Tubby's a fag. Tubby's a virgin. I'm glad I never say anything like that. Tubby's a fag. Tubby's a virgin. We need to feel the gay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a gay homosexual. <laughs> That's all this show is. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So that is, there it is. And look, whatever your political affiliations are, I'm not like the right wing. I am willing. I will listen to you. 
Okay, but when you start calling us liberal homos... You're absolutely correct. But we will listen as long as you don't name call. You know what I mean? I mean, these other shows will cut you off. I let the other guy drone on for two and a half minutes. And then I say, hey, bro, we got to move on. He's like, oh, I guess I'm getting cut off. They want third mic. You're repeating yourself. When you start repeating yourself, you get cut off. And then you end it with keep on keeping on. What's that? I think, my, I think Mullet Joe, my mom's ex-redneck boyfriend, had that on a T-shirt. Hey, we're talking to your sister tomorrow, aren't we? Yeah. Let's make that one happen. And Bateman, I want you to book Bill Clinton. He has a book coming out. I think he could use a little promotion in the hideout to yeah. sell that book. We'll make that one happen. I think you can go to his website, pornodan.com, and book him. <laughs> it's not him. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Uh, Slick Willie. What are the chances that Porno Dad has met Bill Clinton? Or, or at least someone he's banged. I guarantee that's happened. You can find all that information out on PornoDan.com. Get out of here. No, it's not. Is Cameron out of town? Yeah, he is, actually. PornoDan.com. Beat it. I, was, I almost dumped that one. <sighs> all right. So there it is. Hey, forgive us. A little civilized conversation in the hideout. It needed to be done. And um, all my thing is, is that I miss him. I just miss someone who would communicate with us. Even if he lied straight to our face, at least he was doing it. He didn't have his radio cronies doing it. Limbaugh, Hannity, O'Reilly, puppets. They're all puppets. And what's even worse, you guys sit there and watch the show and bob your heads even though you can see the strings. They may be puppets, but we are butt puppets. What? We're We're gay. That's right, we're liberal homos. <laughs> Isolated. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. Coming up this week, we crown the leader of the Negro Nation. We talked to Dubs' mom, Kevin Wheeler, or Dubs' sister. Kevin Wheeler's supposed to come into the Hideout. And much, much more. Possibly an announcement of something that, again, fell through uh, with JFK Promotions. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. Yeah, I'm 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 a gay homosexual. We need to feel the gay. I'm on the gay side. I'm on the gay side. I'm on the gay side.
Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. Oh, God, no more. No. <laughs> Hi, this is Troy Aikman. Hey, you're tuning in to the hideout with Hefe and J-Dub. This is Red Smooth, Washington Redskins. I be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Kick him to the floor. Step on them hard. Step on them hard. Kick him to the floor. Cause I, I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. <laughs> <laughs>